It is, I think, one of the coolest facts ever. There is only one actor in the history of film who has been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator. And you know who that actor is, Max? Bill Paxton. Yeah. At the beginning of The Terminator, Bill Paxton is one of three punks. By the way, we'll talk about who one of the other ones is in, a little, bit, in a little bit. Pigs. <laughs> little Cobretti, little Cabretti <laughs> shout out. In the beginning of this movie, you see Bill Paxton as one of the punks. He is killed by The Terminator. In Aliens, game over, man. Yeah, he is killed very dead. by an alien. And in Predator 2, the greatest film you've ever seen in your entire life, he is killed on the train by a predator. I give you Bill Paxton. Yeah, so Lance Hendrickson almost has that title, but as Bishop, he doesn't die, right? And he's a cyborg. Correct. Yeah. So we don't count it. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. One day, Max, from the future, in a dystopian post-lobster world. (laughs) Delicious. The delicious buttered lobster. The red lobster became self-aware. Those delicious buns. Those those, Cheddar uh, biscuits? Oh, my dear God. Could take down like a baker's dozen. But I think what we're talking about is Sonic Loans. (laughs) If you need more cheddar biscuits. If... If you're out of money because Red Lobster is your uh, is your your jam your jam, then you got to go to Sonic Loans to get your loan because you don't want to have a bad rate, you don't want to have a bad mortgage. Charlie and his team of experts are waiting, sitting quietly, eating their chest cheddar biscuits, and they're going to help you get into the best loan possible. Reach out to Sonic Loans today; they are your advocate for getting the best mortgage on your home. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. 
Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and they are going to give you the best care possible to win your case. Max, in the movie The the Predator? No. In the movie The Terminator, (laughs) The Predator is that Red Lobster movie. One thing that I can't stop thinking about is how that entire police department is going to have to get sued for downplaying Sarah Connor's concerns. But I guess the point that I'm making is, whether you are being hunted by a cyborg from the future, or whether you're just, you know, picked up for loitering, if you're in a police station, the first call you make, it's not going to be to Kyle Reese. To my dad. Bolton Legal Group is the legal group that you want representing you in jail, in court, whatever the case might be. Bird law, cyborg law, T-800 law, you name it, they do Naked it. Naked Arnold law. Naked Arnold law. Reach out to Bolton Legal <laughs> Group today. Let them represent you. Let them protect you. They're who you need in order to win your case. Today's episode, The Terminator. Disguised as a human, a cyborg assassin known as a Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, travels from 2029 to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor, played by Linda Hamilton. Sent to protect Sarah is Kyle Reese, played by Michael Bean, who divulges the coming of Skynet, an artificial intelligence system that will spark a nuclear holocaust. Sarah is targeted because Skynet knows that her unborn son will lead the final fight against them. With the virtually unstoppable Terminator in hot pursuit, she and Kyle attempt to escape. Today on Buzz in the Tower, Skynet becomes self-aware as we try to prevent a dystopian post-apocalyptic future by talking about the movie of all movies, The Terminator. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Sarah Connor to my T-800, Max Sanders. And with that, I'll be back. When did Skynet actually become self-aware? Chat GPT. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. I am convinced that that is when Skynet became self-aware. Yeah, we're kind of in it. It's 2029 is when this happens. Like, we're kind of on the right timeline, right? Well, would you like to know the actual date that Skynet became aware? Because I have that. It's sometime in 27? That's new. Wow. I don't know. No, that is the future in which they came from. Remember, Skynet goes self-aware, creates a war yeah, that when? goes on for 20 years. Uh, 2.14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay. August 29th, 1997. Oh. Roughly three weeks before I started my freshman year of college. That's disappointing. It is. Like Blade Runner is like already happening. Hap- I know it's happening right now. Yeah. I want to run your blades. We don't have all the cool science stuff that like we expected, did we? No. Where's my flying car? I all I, I wanted, wanted all I, want, I wanted a hoverboard. All I wanted was the hoverboard from Back to the Future. I want the Jaws uh <laughs> 3D <laughs> movie thing. Movie thing. You mean the single most watched TikTok <laughs> on our TikTok channel? It's so stupid. Is that the most one? Uh, or is it the one where you misspelled is one that we misspelled Elizabeth Shoe's name? Yeah. That's my favorite thing. By the way, have you seen Leaving Las Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a seminal movie for you. Everything with her in it is seminal. Seminal. <laughs> red lobster. Yum. That's Red Robin playing Ch- on the two. Cheddar biscuits or Olive Garden cheddar breadsticks. Biscuits. Cheddar biscuits are the single greatest thing ever. I don't but know, they're Olive hard Garden. to Oh, dude. I love Olive Garden. They're so they're not cheddar biscuits. Max, welcome to the show. I just just realized, first of all, we lied to our our listeners. I thought today, would, I thought, <laughs> well, this one we can apologize for. The number one show in all. I, I thought today would be our inaugural launch premiere of our new studio, but we are still getting a few of the kinks worked out. Yeah. A couple small nuanced touches here and there. I need to de-louse it before you come in there. I know you like a clean table to work on. You're going to cover me in lie like Andy Dufresne? Yes. That's cool. And I and he climb through the most, I can't do it. You do the best. Do it. 47 miles of... <laughs> 47 miles. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's too long. You'd <laughs> be dead of dysentery. <laughs> six, six million miles. 
<laughs> of the most like, ungodly thing I could ever imagine. That's five football fields. Dear God. Yeah, so you're right. What's the, what's the hey, uh, hey, tell me you never played sports in high school without telling me you never played sports in high school. I never played 60, sports in no, high no, school. No, no, 67 miles, five <laughs> football fields. <laughs> what's the first Funko Pop we're going to put in the uh, oh. studio? We should put a poll on Patreon. Ooh. Done. Yeah. Good call. Uh, but that was our, our big lie that we said. So don't worry. We'll be in there soon. And then uh, also, I didn't even realize this. We picked the Terminator. Today is October 4th. And the Terminator is absolutely a Halloween-ish horror film. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thriller action film. No, it's movie brother is Halloween. I, that's right. I mean, we can Jaws, ca- Alien. Yeah, all right. All like, right, good. That's what it is. That's, I, I agree with you. Tech noir. So this is how we're kicking off. Spookfest, oh, Oktoberfest. Well, you can't freak me out more than Hellraiser two. Yeah, so. yeah. I kind of I remember when we first started doing the podcast. I was so excited because I think you had seen maybe more than like two horror films in your life. Yep. And Terminator two. <laughs> it's not a horror film. One of us five. It was. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Her God. the nuclear bomb dream is the most terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, I was I re- five. I already told you the fact that you watch it when you're five explains everything. You yep. need to know about Max Sanders. So this kicks off October. Uh, welcome to the show. If you have not listen to any of our previous shows, then I'll repeat the same things I do every week because people like that. They like consistency. They do. It's like a warm blanket. It's like I'm talking to you. It's like a tall glass hey, of milk buddy. at two in the morning when you're making a sandwich before you're murdered by a cyborg. When did that stop being a movie thing when the midnight snack? Like well, people stopped, started intermediate fasting and it ruined yeah, it. I, I'm going to, I think we should have a segment on the show called Max's Questions. Yeah. And you ask these questions and they make me want to drive a spike through your forehead. But the snack is a great, th- it's like you're like, oh man, that looks great. She's listening to music. Let me know when you're done. I'll go ahead and Rick Ross. Is in a G string. Are you done? Yeah, that's a good way to play that. Excellent. Very nice. (laughs) Follow, subscribe on whatever your most favorite podcast player is. We're on everything Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on it. Uh, Google Podcasts is going away. I forgot to talk to you about that. No way. Tesla Podcast. Tesla Podcast. We're on that too. Yeah. Is that real? No. Okay. Well, we are on it if they are. Uh, Leave a review, five stars. Also, if you're looking for more content, go to our TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we're on it. At Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. BuzzinTheTower.com if you want to pick up officially licensed merchandise. It is quickly approaching the holiday season. So nothing says Happy Hanukkah like seven shirts for the seven days. And yeah, or Happy one, Flag Day. Yeah, and one mug for the eighth night. Or we don't, have a, like we don't have a mug. Yeah, whatever. We, we could. Were you jealous of Christmas kids or did sticker. you like that you had eight days? That's another one of those spike to the head questions yeah. right in the middle. What was your favorite Hanukkah gift? Can you, you write your questions down? I'd be happy to answer them after the podcast. You leave and don't give me any time to talk. <laughs> you damn right I do. I got an encyclopedia of dogs once. Oh, it's good. Anyways, Max, uh, patreon.com yep. slash buzz in the tower. That's a great way also to support the show. Today we're talking about The Terminator. And I have to tell you, I'm excited to cover this movie because this is a movie I've not seen in a long time. And it's also a movie I've not seen in its entirety unedited because I feel like the last hundred times I've seen it, it's been on, on TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. Did, and you watch, did you actually watch it for this? Oh, yeah. I, every time I watch every, okay. every I didn't, single I didn't see movie, you watching it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I have other ways of seeing things. Every it's, single... It's I, I know, right? Well, it wasn't as weird as you think. I didn't see you watching it. Well, we're on the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private eyes. They're watching you. Yeah. They see your every Manhunter. Maneater. Delicious. <laughs> Please don't butcher Hall & Oates. Manhunter. <laughs> She's a manhunter. It's not manhunter. Maneater. Same thing. You only come out at night. It's the same... Mean and lonely time. It's the same feeling. I hate you so much. What's that movie with uh, Jennifer Lawrence where she's hired to be? Ghost Dad. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No strings attached. It's the new one. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Is it funny? It's really good. It's it's charming. And there's a scene where 
the kid who's like just out of high school. They go out on a date for dinner, yep. and he he's like, you know, she's like, go play the piano, and, and he does like, hollow notes, and he he does man eater, but he does this like orchestra, not orchestra, like a, a more classic rendition, like of an it. interstellar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means, but sure. Well, the score to Interstellar is beautiful. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's really nice. It's kind of stuck in my head right now. Cool. Uh, Terminator, where to start? What do you think? End? You know, I think the thing that I forgot about Terminator is that it's very much has a B movie feel to it. Yeah, it's it's high and tight. Like you forget that this giant franchise and cultural icon started with something so small. Even if you ignore all of the sequels, the video games, the the cultural significance of it and you just on its own merit, you look at it compared to other sci-fi movies in 84, there's a grit to it that is it's just it feels like a cheap movie. And I'm not saying that in a negative sense. It has that exploitation slasher exploitation yeah. film uh feel to it and but also james james cameron is cooking though like he's got these weird angles he's got these long shots he's got these like interesting like you can tell there's genius behind the b movie so it's interesting you say that yeah uh i'm gonna hop right into one fact okay because i think this is a pretty incredible fact when he was shooting terminator the terminator he didn't think anybody was ever going to come see it and as a result of that he really was using the Terminator as an opportunity to practice and warm up for aliens. Yeah. And his quote on it is incredible. He said, I was thinking of Terminator as a movie no one would see so I could work on some of the things that I would use on aliens. Yeah, you can tell. You Like, I'm a film nerd, and I just love watching, like, holy crap, this is him learning his bag. You know and, what I mean? 100%. And there's almost a fearlessness to how he did that film. And I think that's why people love it, because... It was almost unapologetic in some of the stuff that he did. Um, and they did a lot of gorilla filming. Do you know about that? No, tell me. Do you me. know what gorilla filming is? When you shave Film a gorilla, gorilla and no, make a mustache. Shame on me. Yeah. Shame on me. <laughs> when you have a lower budget film yep. and you don't want to go through the process, you know, they're shooting in LA, I believe, and you don't want to go through the process of getting permits. Uh, you get out there and you shoot and you get back in your car before the cops get there. So committing crimes. So quite a few of the people that you see yeah. don't know that they're in this movie. Oh, my God. How wild is that years and years later if you're like, yeah, I was just like going to get a beer at a bar. I, well, right. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean. I want a penny for every time. Well, there's, you know, there's that Superman whole, three it. There's that whole um, right to privacy in public. Yeah. If you're out in public, you have no assumed right to privacy, so you can't sue. Really? Yeah. Wow. 100%. 100%. I've been in public this whole time. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, you're you're in a whole different. <laughs> you sue whoever you want, Max. You sue. <laughs> you do you. So I already talked about what the movie is about. Hopefully everybody knows what the movie it's is about. It's a good about. time travel idea. Like, I, had anything come out even like this where it's like you want to kill someone before they exist by killing their mom? Um, and that your dad, like the I'm your own grandpa kind yeah, of thing, that yeah, Kyle yeah. Reese is his dad, yeah. but he had to come back to do it. The story's the story's unique. I also think even just this dystopian vision of the future. They do a great is, job is, with the future, yeah, right? And like this gets mirrored all the time. Like I feel like you can't black mirrored. You can't. What'd you say? The show Black Mirror. It's like the. Dystopian. Oh, I've never seen. I've never seen Black. Oh, really? Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you should watch it. I will. It's like the Twilight Zone, but with not. technology. I lied. I said I will, but you oh. know I won't. Yeah, I know. Um, but I mean, a lot of people took their p's and q's from this because how many times now do you see a movie where it's not post-apocalyptic? Like how many how many like rosy colored futures are we even seeing nowadays? Not other many, than, other than Back to the Future. Well, we I mean, otherwise it's unrealistic. We don't believe the future is going to be great. Also yeah, true. Uh, what what are some of the things that you loved about this movie? I mean, Arnold. First of all, Arnold's, Arnold's on he's fire. Great. He's great in this. And I think it's small things. I didn't realize how freaky freaked out I was by Arnold, but the fact that he burned his hair and has his eyebrows off, like. 
I didn't realize that was part of kind of the charm of how freaked out I was by him. So it, it's a great point. And this goes back to the cinematography of James Cameron. He does things that I think are incredible. The filming of this has things that are both acute and obtuse. So there's the violence and the shotgun and the explosions and everything else. But then there's when he's in the hotel room. Fixing himself. Fixing himself. Uh-huh. He's cutting his eye. Yeah. And this one drop of blood falls into the yeah. water. Yep. And you see it just disperse in the water. Yeah. And the camera's focused on him. I'm like, God, what? Like a te- it's interesting in a movie that has all of the James Cameron explosion, boom, here we go. But in addition to that, this like soft touch, close lens. That's of what's the key going to good on. action stuff. Yeah. Like I'm convinced no country for old men stole that when uh, Anton Segur is like yep. cleaning himself up in the yeah, hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something terrifying about watching evil people like fix themselves up. So I think that's part of it. I also yeah. think the other part of it is when you are good movies, get you to suspend your belief, right? Or oh yeah. You're totally reality. into this. So you're into it. But then when they have those moments of, raw footage of like blood dropping in a glass. You're like, that is what blood dropping into a glass of water would look like. Yeah. It pulls you in to be like, is this real? Oh yeah. When Arnold opens his arm up, it looks real. That's great. Yeah. That whole thing. And just the, the The plasticness of his face kind of with the mask about it. And the, and the little bit of humor. I mean, obviously in Terminator two, it gets explored a little bit more. It's way better. Yeah. But they still, there's a little taste, taste of it in this movie, right? Yeah. Like when he's looking for the responses. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. F you a hole. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like the other thing I really like about this movie is the performances and the grittiness of the characters, right? Like Linda Hamilton does a wonderful job. She's not a whore queen. You know, she's not like a, a a typical, Uh, like 38, 25, 38. You know what I mean? Like that's not what she looks like. She looks like, a waitress at a bar, you know, she's or at a restaurant. She's supposed know? to be eighteen in this movie. Really? Yeah, she didn't look eighteen. She's twenty-seven. Yeah, and she didn't look eighteen. Yeah, I was gonna say. I she, was looks like, her, she looks in her twenties, mid twenties. Yeah, but like the character's supposed to be eighteen. She's great, and and her transformation from one to two is yep. incredible. Oh my god! Like, I, just, I guess she came like on. Jack she she, came, she yeah. came on set and, on number two, and uh, Arnold was jealous of her arms. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. But you know what's kind of funny though? She's incredible in this movie. It is the worst lovemaking scene I've ever seen oh, in my I entire disagree. life. I disagree. I enjoy it. She looks like she's like answering hard algebra questions. She's like, is that a seven? I don't know. She looks like. <laughs> it's way too long. Did you write that down or did you just come up with that? I thought of it when it happened. That's incredible. Yeah. All credit to you. She <laughs> looks like she's answering hard algebra questions. That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and the part of it too, I think in horror films, uh, and I can't remember what horror film it was that you and I talked about this because we've mentioned this in a couple horror films before, but I love the, oh my God, this, it was Nightmare on Elm Street when like all the kids are like, no, like there's this guy murdering people and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm moving yeah, along. Yeah. there's nothing to see here. Because it makes you want to believe them more. You're like, come on, I've seen it. It also <laughs> builds the anticipation of what you know is going to happen when they're proved wrong. They're so going to get wrecked. The dismissiveness <laughs> where the cop is holding up the bulletproof vest and yeah. saying he probably was wearing one of the PCP, yeah. broke every bone you in know, his hand. This guy, Kyle Reese, <laughs> is obviously crazy and here's his story. And So all- were you rooting for the Terminator when he wrecks the police, <laughs> police, no, police crew? No, no, no. <laughs> The cops are doing their best. I don't. I don't hold it against them, but yeah. it just makes for. I mean, it again. It's something that whole scene. I'll be back. That entire scene. It doesn't feel like there's a single scene in this movie that wasn't necessary. No, and that's motels. something. Horror films don't typically follow that script. You could watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and I would say there's at least one or two scenes that you could like live without. This has more of a continuity of story where it feels like yeah, you need all this. Even just the. The, the relationship development between Kyle Reese and uh, Sarah Connor under the bridge. 
you know, where they're having this, like he, he's a soldier. A well, he's a soldier uh, dressing by the way, not yeah. stitching. He's a soldier with PTSD. Yeah. And it's like kind of fascinating to watch him. Even at the beginning of the movie, he's in that car and he sees the bulldozer moving or whatever that, uh, um, uh, whatever construction, uh, tool that was out there. Boy, my, such a man, man. I don't even know the name of it, but crane 2021, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good. God, you're so clever sometimes. So clever. You love Mr. Mom. Yeah. You're such a fan. Are you pressed that Scotch? I knew that was? Yeah. So he beer. Remember when, remember when he sees that and he flashes back yeah. to like the, I mean, I to guess Nam. I'd yeah. be kind of jacked in the head too. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. The time they took in these flashbacks and the the machines rolling over these skeletons and the skulls crushing lots of skulls, it. like it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Max, I am ready to hop into facts unless you have anything else you want to talk about before we talk about facts. Max and the facts. Uh, no, just a, I mean, like I enjoyed every part of this movie. Mexico and the dog at the nobody, end. Nobody, nobody asked you that. I didn't ask you that. I didn't care if you enjoyed it. Come on. Okay. I'm kidding. Techno noir. I do care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Facts. Max yeah. is facts. Yeah. Oh, and also I love I love when someone's watching someone on an interview camera and like they don't know that someone's watching. They look up and they just start yelling like yeah. to the person. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. The Rock. Yeah. Womack. Yeah. Womack, I know you're hiding behind there. <laughs> but like Michael oh, Bean has been a Navy SEAL in three movies. Can you name all three? Yes. Uh, aliens. Yep. The Abyss. Oh, well, not Aliens, technically. He's a Marine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you had The Abyss. And The Rock. Yeah, there's one more. Oh, there's one more, you say? Hold on, give me a moment. You're going to feel stupid, Adam, when you don't hear it. I am going to feel stupid. It what has a name, it? Navy SEALs. Oh, he's, that's right. And Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> oh, I've got some fun fact trivia for you. There's well, so many friend. facts on this movie. Uh, well, let's get to it, Max. Yeah, okay. I'm waiting on you. What do you got? Arnold worked with guns for an entire month to get the feel. Sure. He did two weeks blindfolded, like reassembling and assembling them. Yeah, yeah. And he took a ton of range time, and he didn't make sure he didn't blink or look at the weapon when he reloaded. So he looked robotic. I think... Robert, God, what's his name? Loja? No. <laughs> the t ah. I think it gets swept under the rug that Arnold was so robotic and incredible because the T-1000 in Terminator 2 oh, was, was the was ultimate. Because yeah, he looked yeah. like he was running 50 miles an yeah. hour, and yeah, he wasn't yeah, blinking. Yeah. He wasn't like, blinking. Yeah. So on that same note, uh, O.J. Simpson, the juice, if you will, <laughs> he was who the studio wanted to play the Terminator, and Arnold, <laughs> Arnold met with Cameron. And Cameron originally wanted Arnold to be Kyle Reese. And as they're talking and going through everything, Arnold was giving Cameron advice and saying, hey, look, like, if, if I'll do it as Arnold, obviously. You know? yeah. if, if you're going to have the juice be be the Terminator, you have to tell him he has to be robotic. He has to have a stern face. He has to move like a robot. I hope he left some room in your <laughs> stomach. I'm going to rip out your spine. Okay, that's enough of that. But James Cameron was so impressed by Arnold's understanding of what it would take that he's like, Arnie, baby, Hans, yeah. booby. I, I want you to be the Terminator. I mean, the physicality, he the way he runs is fantastic, too. And also just the way his eyes move and nothing else. Dude, all credit to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's unbelievable. Because he comes out of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. He is an ascending star. He's very nervous about being the bad guy. and he and His he, agent and, didn't and, want him to do it. I know. And here, James Cameron was not like... James Cameron today. No. I mean, for Honest is, too was what he all had. It. So yeah. for you know, really for all intents and purposes, this is like an indie film. Yep. I mean, with a budget and he six point seven million, and, not and that good. I know that well, I know, but for yeah, sci fi, yeah. you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but whatever. Uh the fact I mean, you you know there's another fact, but I'm sure you know this. This launched Arnold's career. This was the movie. It wasn't Conan the Barbarian. This is what launched his career. This and The Destroyer came out at the same time. This is what launched his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Destroyer did not launch no, his career. No, I know. Are yeah. you sure you know? Because you said it like you don't know. I, now this I know. This launched his career. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish the destroyer did. <laughs> Cross your enemies, see them driven that before scary you, too. and hear the lamentation of the women. The lactation, you're an idiot. So you know you only had 24 lines in Conan, and in this movie, you don't have any lines yet? Hold on, I've got it written down. No! Well, because you're going to say one part, but I want to say the second. Go ahead. No, go. 14 lines. 17 Sh- sentences. He had 58 words in the film. That's crazy. Okay, 17 sentences I got. Uh, but there's a little misleading because some of his sentences weren't him. It was dubbed over voices of like the cop and the mom and everything. Oh else. yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So it's even less than you. But think. Like, whoever thinks of that, the, uh, it can mimic voices is so creepy. Like I love that little like AI chat. Yeah. Chat PT buddy. So you mentioned directorial debut was piranha Two, <laughs> the, spawning. the spawning great, which movie. he got fired from. Yeah. But which led to him writing this movie. Have you heard about he this? had a fever dream? So do you know how many times have you and I joked about something being a fever dream? <laughs> yeah. And this was actually James Cameron had a fever dream about this robotic metal death figure coming out of fire and the holding T, knives. Yeah, yeah. The T 800 Britney Spears. Like, but yeah. damn it. You beat me to the Britney Spears joke. <laughs> it was in my notes. The T 800 is exactly what was in his dream. And I'm like, yeah. man, that's one hell of a dream. Yeah. He's weird. Super weird. Well, it says he had no money for proper food. So he got really sick. I wonder what he was eating. Like Pr- snakes, fake piranhas, <laughs> snakes on a plane. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of these mother effing snakes. So even though that's the claim that it was a fever dream, there's this guy named Harlan Ellison yeah. who later <laughs> successfully won an out-of-court settlement over the idea behind Terminator. Now, you could make the case that um, Orion settled yep. Yep. because they had the money to settle. Yep. But I kind of feel like maybe it was legit and maybe there's a little borrowing of stuff here. Humanity, there's so many ideas that like cross paths and like can actually. So I don't know. It was an episode of The Outer Limits that he had written in 64 titled Soldier. And it was adapted from a short story of his called Soldier from Tomorrow. I mean, Soldier from Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to fight about it. It's fine. I know. It's just a bummer. Do you know what Cameron said? F F this. Close. He said. He's furious, right? Well, he said. a par- he called him a parasite that can kiss my ass. Oh God! <laughs> so that's uh, that's interesting. He's a he's a wild dude. Like didn't Cameron, he, did, he didn't he like bankrupt a town yeah. in Georgia, in South Carolina sure. for the abyss. Well, oh yeah, that well you know the the entire cast of the abyss they called it the abysmal. That yeah, was like the name of the film. They hated it. It was brutal for them. Uh, Ed Harris punched him in the face. Maybe yeah, after Something the like blackout yeah. scene or stuff like that. So Cameron sold the script for one dollar to Gail Hurd and did this on purpose because and married her. It was no, he did not. He did. I thought he married Linda Hamilton. He's married uh, both of them. Yeah, he married Gail Hurd right, too. Never mind. There you go. You yeah. knew something I didn't. Sold it to her for one dollar. Um, but some in, but in <laughs> oh, <geez>. great, <laughs> it's great. But under the condition that he had to be the one that directed the film. And that was his way of... He's like... Mm-hmm. Okay, Max. That's your, <laughs> exactly. I, I cannot handle you right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sting, as in, uh, you know, Roxanne, yeah. was offered $350,000 to play Kyle Reese. That would have been good. He was already tied to your Dune? favorite movie, Dune. He's like so naked in Dune. He was naked in this, too. Bruce Springsteen was considered... What? Even, That's not yeah, true. Yes, he was. Where'd uh, you find that? I got more. Matt Dillon, Kurt Russell, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, those are fine. Mickey Rourke. Well, show me Bruce Michael, Springsteen. Michael, hold on. Michael O'Keefe. Yep. Scott Glenn. Treat, Treat Williams. Christopher Reeve. Mel Gibson. Show me the Bruce Springsteen I will do no details. such thing. Show me that. I will do no such thing. Okay. Um, Schwarzenegger, while he was doing the film was working out with a few of his buddies and he referred to the Terminator as some movie that he was working on. Yeah. He felt bad about that later. Yep, He did. He did. I think Mickey Rourke would have done a good job. The I'll be back. I love the story behind this. So the script says I'll be back. Schwarzenegger goes to Cameron and says, 
Um, I would like to say I will be back because he was like my accent, yeah, self-conscious. Yeah. And Cameron was like, "Shut your mouth! You do the acting, and I do the writing." <laughs> and he later apologized. But that's, I mean, it worked. I'll be back, man. Yeah, I'll be back. Is why does that work so well? Why is it so? Because it's not funny. Right? It, is, it is funny. It is. Is it funny when he drives the car in the, for the well, first time? I think it's like it's 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 funny. It's, it's situational funny, right? Yeah. Situational humor. Like I'll be back. Like we all know what that means. Kind yeah. of thing? Okay, but um. What is the most iconic quote in film history? And don't you put this on the top 25 list? Top 10. Luke, I'm your father. No, that's a Mandela effect. It's not actually Luke, I'm your father. It's something different. But yeah, it's got to be up there. I am your father. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's not, you said the same thing I did. No, no, I didn't say Luke. That's, I hate you, Max. Okay. Uh, it's something like that. Uh, what else do we got? We did the I'll be back. Uh, the puppet Arnold took six months to create the face. Jesus. Do you know what the Polish uh, translation of this film is? It's amazing. What the? The Electronic Murderer. <laughs> it's really good. That's amazing. So it's the name of my new band, The Electronic <laughs> Murderer. To talk about James Cameron's like prolificness and kind of, this is like something that John Hughes would do. I didn't know that he was a multi, like kind of tracked mind like this. While he was writing The Terminator, like he was working on it. Can I add a pr- uh, a a prefix to what you're saying. Yep. Cause I know what story you're going to tell. And I want you to tell it. He had time to do this because Schwarzenegger had a two film deal on Conan. Yep. And they pulled, uh, pulled him in to do the destroyer, which gave a nine month delay on the shooting of the Terminator, which leads to take it over max. So he was writing and working on the Terminator at the same time. He was doing a writing assignment, which turned into aliens Crazy. And on the same day, on the same day that he was doing that, he wrote Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Rainbow is a great thing, but Rambo is the movie you were referring to. I said Rambo. You said Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow, Rainbow: First Blood Part Two. I'm with you. strawberry shortcake and all of the My Care Little Bears. Ponies. <laughs> I can't wait to play that. This thing is nothing. I, I hope you said Rainbow, but yeah. even if you didn't, I'm really excited about this movie concept that we have for. Like basically, uh, yeah. It's a robot chicken skit. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. I mean, that's genius. tender heart. I can get you out of jail early. Do you know who tender heart is? No. It's Care Bear. No. You would have laughed harder <laughs> if you knew who tender heart was. <laughs> a little oh, rusty. Right, that's good. Uh, oh, this is good. You'll love this. The stunts on this film were brutal. Again, remember, this is not low budget, but it's not like they were able to do all of the best vetting of all of their stunts. Yep. So the scene where um, Kyle Reese is bashing the Terminator with that metal pole. It's a good scene. Like that's him bashing metal on metal. Have you ever swung metal on metal? Yeah. Don't you get that the wow? Yeah. Well, no, but kind of. It just hurts your hands. Yeah. And so he did it, and his hands got numb. It was yeah. so bad. So uh, Cameron sent a Christmas card to Bean. <laughs> Bean to Michael Bean. <laughs> Uh, it said, Merry Christmas. Hope the feeling comes back in your fingers someday. <laughs> oh my God. So the crew made uh, shirts that said, you can't scare me. I work for James Cameron. Yeah. I, I guess he, that. he was living on his couch and in his car while making this movie. Yeah, dude, Can you a- imagine if the director pulls up out of his car? He's like, all right, guys. Yeah. I stink. Yeah, he's, dude, he doesn't mess around. You think he's a cool hang? No. I think that people that are this exceptionally talented yeah. are monsters. Yeah. You can't have this kind of talent and not be a monster. That's what I think. The Steve Jobs vibe. It's like me. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I'm a monster, but I'm incredibly you're, talented. You're very, you're very pleasant to hang with outside of well, this though. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. On occasion. The Terminator view. This is really cool. You know, like the red, the red stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's from an Apple II computer. And if you enter the basic prompt, uh, colon, like smiley face thing, call dash one, five, one. Parenthesis. Yeah. Is that smiley face? Yeah. Is the parenthesis. Uh, star. Are you really reading the code? 
That was it. All right. You get the view. If you have an Apple II. Yeah. yeah. If you're a vintage computer collector. Cool. If you're a Wozniak. Well, you never know. Yeah. The way they pitched this film is incredible. Uh, it made its way Ferris to- Ferris Bueller on a train. That's right. It made its, <laughs> it made its way to John Day's uh, desk, who is the head of the low-budget movie studio Herndale Pictures. And he had Cameron in there doing the pitch. And Cameron had actor Lance Henriksen. You know who that is, right? Yeah, it's it's Bishop from Alien. Yeah, it's Bishop from Alien. Who's, he also plays the cop in this movie. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Had him come in as the Terminator. So he, like, kicked the door down. Oh, my God. He took tinfoil and, like, put it on his teeth. And I guess he scared the crap out of the secretary. He, like, uh. dropped her typewriter. If you That's 84 for you, the dead typewriters. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, get that Terminator <laughs> in here. <laughs> <laughs> This is the coolest white people I've ever been. Yeah, Man. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Did you watch the Shane Gilson yet? No. Oh, okay. No, Man. Yeah, it's just relax. <laughs> just take a deep breath. Uh, we talked about the year of prep time, but then it got delayed because of Conan the Barbarian. So I love this story. Uh, when James Cameron showed up to shoot Aliens, yep. to kind of get buy-in from the crew, he showed them a screening or he set up a screening of term of the Terminator. Mm. No one from the crew showed up because they were also Ridley Scott. They're also ride hard yeah. for Ridley Scott. They didn't go there to look. Yeah. Uh, by the way, aliens is better than the first. I'm just saying that. No, right now. alien sequel, sequels better than the first. Nope. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm a resurrection guy. You're totally wrong. <laughs> Max, this is one Ron of your, Perlman. Th- this is one of your favorite facts of all time. It is, I think one of the coolest facts ever. So don't jump in. I know you know it. There is only one actor in the history of film who has been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. And you know who that actor is, Max? Bill Paxton. Yeah. At the beginning of The Terminator, Bill Paxton is one of three punks. By the way, we'll talk about who one of the other ones is in, a little, in a little bit. Pigs. <laughs> little Cobretti, little Cabretti <laughs> shout out. In the beginning of this movie, you see Bill Paxton as one of the punks. He is killed by the Terminator. In Aliens. Game over, man. Yeah, he, he is killed very dead. by an alien. And in Predator 2, the greatest film you've ever seen in your entire life, he is killed on the train by a predator. I give you Bill Paxton. Yeah, so Lance Hendrickson almost has that title, but as Bishop, he doesn't die, right? And he's a cyborg. Correct. Yeah. So we don't count it. Yeah. But yes. When, when did he get killed in Predator? Was it 2? I think it's 2. He's not in Predator 2. He, uh, I thought he was in uh, one of like the Alien versus Predator Requiems. Yeah, you're right. It is Alien versus Predator. AVP. <laughs> I love the uh, God Solar Opposites where they're living in the uh, little Alien versus Predator SUV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, man, I like Solar Opposites a lot. Are you all caught uh, up? I'm all done with facts. Do you have any? Leah Thompson auditioned for Sarah. Oh, so that's kind of fun. She would have been too pretty. You think so? So yeah. Linda, Ham- I, Linda Hamilton, this is one of those roles yeah. where I'm like, she's pretty damn perfect for the role. So recasting. Oof, recasting. All right. For uh, T- OJ Simpson as, Lind- <laughs> as uh, Sarah Connor. <laughs> That's a max thing to say. I know. Uh, for the T-800. By the way, they never mentioned that it's a T-800 until the third film. Oh. So you oh. don't really know it All until right. that. Well, I know it now, man. Yeah. Worst, uh, worst episode ever. I think Dolph Lundgren would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Just I mean, robotic, right? I'm just trying to think of like... God, that's it's really, really hard for me to envision. I mean, honestly, you know who I would put in there? Van, Van Damme. Van Damme and Universal Soldier does a hell of a job of like being like robotic, robotic until he finds food. I know, right? What is this delicious? And then stuff? he was in Cyborg, wasn't that? Yeah, uh, yeah, he did that too. I could see Van Damme doing that's it. a good one. Yeah, and the accent, not as, in, not as intimidating though, because he's not oh, as big. If he did a split. If he did Seagal came out of Seagal. His <laughs> dinosaur running. <laughs> who would be the worst? Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be back with diabetes. Uh, Kyle Sutherland. Reese. How about Kyle Reese? Kiefer Sutherland would be good. Who would I like? It's, it's got to be someone it's with It's got to be a smelly Kiefer, homeless Kiefer, guy. Actually, you know what? Kiefer would be good. Yeah. I don't know if I have a better one than that. That was actually a really good one. Yeah, it came out randomly. Yeah, well, that's, if you say enough crap all the time, something will eventually Monkeys come out. can write Shakespeare. Yep. A rose by any other name wouldn't smell as. <laughs> it's a great Simpsons episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that's based on uh, some theory that says an infinite amount of monkeys, monkeys, an infinite amount of monkeys with an infinite amount of typewriters would eventually write Shakespeare. That's an actual real thing. Yeah, but it's like there's that's too many monkeys. We can never test it. <laughs> I, it's a theory. It's not ever going to yeah. be tested. Like Schrodinger's cat. So here's the thing: when we said infinite, yeah. that means it can't be tested. There's not infinite. There's not infinite. <laughs> Feels like it sometimes. Am I right? Yeah, those monkeys. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> other than, by the way, I saw, ele- electric I, murderer or whatever it was. I, I, infinite monkeys is a good one too. <laughs> I saw altered states yesterday. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. It's William uh, Hurt. Shatner. <laughs> he takes mushrooms and becomes like a crow magnum man and it's freaky all right whatever yeah thanks, thanks for that there's a fact i don't know where that's a great <laughs> max anything else cameron got no royalties or cash for terminator stuff after t2 really why he, they like bought him out and he's like oh, disassociated with it he's kind of salty about it i'd be salty about it yeah is t2 one of the greatest films ever made yes it's yeah. the best action movie ever easy with that predator what it oh yeah, yeah. well that's a horror pre- that's a so is t2 yeah you're right just slow your roll yeah. Not the greatest action film ever. Right? Yeah, it's two. Jesus. It's <laughs> so cocky. It's so cocky. What's the, it's, the Matrix? How about how about this? It is top five sci-fi movies ever. Yeah. Because you you treat that as sci-fi more than an action film, wouldn't you? It's it's half and half, but yeah, I guess eh, so. You don't think fifty one forty nine? I don't I know. I go fifty one with the sci-fi. <laughs> Number two. I'll give it two. Give me two. Give me two. Give me two, Utah. Uh Max, anything else? There was no meatball subs in this movie. All right, good for you. <laughs> and on that note, why don't we take a quick break so we can have some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. If you ever wanted to get some property under a bridge because you were running from a cyborg at night that could see you. Play the troll doll. And yeah, you know, under the bridge downtown where I drew some blood. I gave my life away. You like the little red hot chili peppers? Oh yeah. Yeah. They are the premier real estate provider. They're gonna they are gonna make sure if you're going to buy a home, they're gonna lead you in the right direction. They're not gonna get you to some place that's next to some sleazy hotel with German shepherds outside barking at yeah. Dolby Real Estate is the real estate provider that you need. If you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. As I said, four hundred million in sales, a thousand homes sold. There just isn't anyone better. We are back. That's off the. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Didn't really play as well as I thought it would. James Cameron, born in Ontario, Canada. You know he's six foot two. I didn't. <laughs> Nineteen eighty four, The Terminator, directed by James Cameron, written by James Cameron. Yeah, what son you- of an engineer, majored in physics before trying English, and then he dropped out of school, drove a truck, and he saw Star Wars: A New Hope. And he quit truck driving and went right to film school. Well, not film school. Went to L.A. to like. Ooh. So he was like, I like this. I want to do like this. this. Let's yeah. go. So he loves like making his dreams into movies. And 
his first wife, <laughs> this is this, none of these are related. His first wife, Sharon Williams, he's been married three times and divorced all three times. Sure. His first wife, Sharon Williams, got $1,200 from the divorce. Dude. <laughs> what a, what a sap. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. She's not happy about that. So this is the craziest fact I've ever heard. I didn't know this existed. So he's buddies with Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Yeah. You know, Trans Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he gave a million dollars in cash to Guillermo to pay a ransom because his father was kidnapped in 1998. Oh, that's real. Was it Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time. I know. I saw uh, Man on Fire. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. That's a great movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Creasy. Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, and well, he wrote an early script for Spider-Man. It got turned down because it was too violent. Sure. What else you got? Directed 26 films, Piranha 2, The Spawning, This, Aliens, The Abyss, T2, True Lies, Titanic, and then it's all Avatar and Sea stuff. But yeah. he's he's one of one. He's just a, He knows how to make a very- He's very unique. Yeah. He's very unique. His movies are charming, and they're also well done, and they're over the top. And are excessive. you an Avatar fan? Nope. I hate I, it. I can't, it just doesn't do it it's for me. It's Blue Dances with Wolves. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I tried. It's too animated. I don't like it. So he wrote this with Gail Ann Hurd, who he married and divorced. Apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. And she married Brian De Palma and divorced him, too. Oh. So, man, this guess, she's got stories. I guess, right? And she produced Aliens, The Abyss, Tremors, T2, Dante's Peak, Armageddon, Hulk, and The Walking Dead. So it's a great. Record. She knows what's up. And then there was William Wisher, who also did this, who also did T2 and did Judge Dredd and did your favorite movie. I am the law. <laughs> the 13th Warrior. I do love that movie. I don't know why. It's creepy. I don't know why I love it either. There's like cannibalistic it. Vikings I in just, a I cave. Really, I really love that movie. It's I, very I strange. strange. I think, I think the story is just clever. And I love how just one day out of nowhere, he can understand what they're saying. <laughs> he goes, my mother was a respectable woman and yours was a dog. And everybody loses their minds. I love that movie. Uh, it's a very specific reason. I know. Like can, I, can I jump to a character? I thought this was so cool. And I never realized this before. So do you know Schwarzenegger's like best buddy, Franco Colombo? the the bodybuilder yes the short guy yeah do you know he's in this movie where so do you remember when kyle reese is having one of his many flashbacks yeah although it's not really a flashback it's flash forward forward. yeah so one of them do you remember how he just got done battling and he's sitting on the floor with like the burnt girl sitting next to him yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then the dogs start barking and then the first three people in line are not cyborgs, but the last guy is, and he has like a, a blanket on him, and he takes he, like, out the kills everybody, yeah. and he's holding the gun. That's Franco Colombo. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that wild? Did he get him in this? I, I, I yeah. would assume, right? Yeah. But like, I just think that's so cool. Like he he has, I mean, you know, his one guy, Sven Svensson or whatever. Yeah, that's his boy. He's in all of these. He's in the Thirteenth Warrior. He's in Conan. He's in twins. Commando. Yeah. He's in Twins. He's in my dreams. <laughs> I make your dreams come true. Do 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 do. Should we talk about Arnold? Should we talk about the Arnold? Austrian Oak, the five-time Mister Universe? I wish my name was the. I wish I was the Yiddish Oak, <laughs> <laughs> the Yiddish yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> Married a Kennedy. I hate yogurt. <laughs> so he's the second actor ever to become a governor of California. Do you know who the first is Ronald Reagan? Yeah, the actor. The actor. <laughs> That's the best thing you've done all night. Good set for you, you up pretty good. good. That's good. He had the Conan uh, sword in his office as governor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He grew up in a house with no fridge, no phone, no toilet. Yep. So party at his house. Party at his house. <laughs> he turned down John McClane. I didn't know that. And he was the original choice for RoboCop. 
Well, that would, he, yeah, remember what? I know why he didn't get that job. He couldn't fit in the costume. Yeah, probably. No, that's 100%. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. There's no way, dude. Yeah. They had to get someone who, I think they were looking for someone who, uh, I think they specifically said like a marathon runner, A, because of the frame, but B, because of him being able to last inside the, we're not doing a Robocop episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know how passionate I am about Dead Robocop. or alive. Dead or alive. Kane's bugging me. Kane's bugging. Dead or alive. I'll be back. <laughs> He's the first private citizen to own a Hummer. You're a Hummer? I was talking about his movies in the 80s. Just give me the list. Conan, Jesus Conan the Destroyer, Christ. This, Red Sonja, Commando, Raw Deal, Predator, The Running Man, Red Heat, Twins, and I Count Total Recall because it was written in the 80s. <laughs> that doesn't count. I know. What's your? F- I mean, Predator is the favorite John one. John Cohagen, yeah. give them to the air. What's the top three? It's this, top Predator. Three Schwarzenegger. This, Predator, and... Twins. Yeah, this. Predator. This. I don't know. I love him in this movie, but I can't give top three on this. There, I, he does so much stuff I love. Man. Well, what's the other one? Well, Commando? The Running Man? Uh, Running Man, Total raw deal. Recall. <laughs> Not Raw Deal. I can live without Raw <laughs> yeah, Deal. Red Heat's pretty bad, too. Yeah, I got, but I like Belushi. He's funny in it. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Yeah. She has an identical twin sister. That's wild. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she really didn't do anything. She did Hill Street Blues, Children of the Corn, and like a bunch of Terminator stuff. Like she was the girlfriend in Children of the Corn. Yeah, she? yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she um unconventional Hollywood looks. Is that the best way to put it? Like not your standard leading lady. Yeah, she looks like she survived an apocalypse. Yeah, one of the things about this film that gets a ton of credit, and it's really interesting because it 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 just makes you question like, is James Cameron outwardly looks like this chauvinistic like brute? Yeah. He is responsible for a couple of the strongest female action film He does respect roles. Women, yeah. First of all, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Yeah. Sarah Connor, I mean like she's the lead of this movie. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, I mean, come on. No Rip, one cooler, Ripley, tougher. I, Rip, I mean, toughest female role ever. Oh god. Who? I'm Who would to... you even put in the same box with her? Uh, Atomic Blonde maybe? No. No. I mean, it's not as great a movie, no. but she's tough. No. What's that movie with the, remember uh, Point Break? Remember the female love interest of uh, Keanu Reeves? Her name is escaping me. Short hair. Yeah, yeah. She she, she was dated, in, remember she, Tank Girl? Yeah. That's <laughs> the worst movie. The worst movie ever. But she was in Tank Girl. <laughs> that movie's, that's, that's a female empowerment movie. That right movie's there. heinous. All right. Michael Bain. Michael Bean. Apparently hard to work with. Yeah. Born out. I have tried to reach out to him on uh, Cameo. <laughs> at least I've spent $100 trying to get to touch with him on Cameo. It wants nothing to do with us. But that's Born right. in Alabama. Uh, he was considered for Riggs in uh, Lethal Weapon. I could see him doing yeah, Riggs. Yeah, and he was considered for Nada and They Live. He Listen, he... And Point Break, he could have been Bodhi. Oh, he could. I could see that too. He's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. He's fantastic in The Abyss. He's fantastic in Aliens. Yeah, and Tombstone. Oh, yeah. And also, what do, you, uh, what do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni. <laughs> Planet Terror, he's really good, too. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to revive him, but those movies didn't do so well. Who you got next? Uh, Paul Winfield, who played Traxel, who's yes. the African-American detective yes. guy. Yes. He's uh, Terrell in Wrath of Khan. Remember, he's like the doctor who's being tortured yep, with yep. the ear right, kind of with thing? With the ear thing. In, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's also General Casey in Mars Attacks. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson has 267 credits. Dude, he is the he is the poster boy of 80s sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, he's and, and horror films too, if I'm not mistaken. Jesse Hooker in Near Dark, you're, which you still haven't Jesse seen. Hooker. He's Pumpkinhead. Yep. Yeah, which is creepy. Yeah, he's yeah. King Bowser in Super Mario Bros. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. The the Super Mario movie with John Leguizama? Yeah. He is not Bowser. What's his face is from Speed? Who's the bad guy in Speed? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is Bowser in in Super Mario Brothers. I would literally bet my right arm on this. He's like above Bowser or something? 
This is it's a cameo. This is absolute Here. madness. Oh, that's yeah, Princess Peach's uh, dad. That's not Bowser. Bowser's the bad guy. Oh, he's just the king. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, cool. go to, go. Like, I want to just uh, additionally prove my point to you because that's important to me. Let's just go to IMDb and clear this up right now. Oh man, did I blow it? Yeah. Maybe I blew it. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is King Koopa. Okay. Yeah. Lance Hendrickson is King Bowser. Ooh. I'm so confused. Wasn't Bowser his? Moving on. It's like Link and Zelda. You know. Yeah. Right now. I'm done. Finish the episode without me. But uh, <laughs> he's good at hard target, too. Remember, he's the evil guy who yeah, wants to hunt sure. uh, yeah, John Claude Van Damme? Yeah. He's also the bowling coach in American mm-hmm. Dad. Mm-hmm. Remember that episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick Rosovich will cheer you up. Mm, he sure will. He'd give you a back massage. Oh, man. We've First, got he'd start kissing Roxanne. your hips. He's great. In our- <laughs> <laughs> he's such a creep. Just moving down. I'm going to take his shirt off. Then I'm going to take your panties out of my so, teeth. So we've got him in Top Gun. Yep. We've got Slider. him in uh, Roxanne. Yep, Chris. Uh, he's other stuff. What am I Navy what am Seals. I he's yep, Leary. Navy Seals, yep. He's just a nice, beefy 80s dumb guy. You're a nice, beefy 80s dumb I guy. I wish. You're not. I mean, like, that's like, that's a weird body type that doesn't exist anymore where it's like, they're probably on steroids. Yeah. But like, no, he doesn't, it's not, he look roided out. He looks like an athlete. No, but like Chong Lee kind of thing. You know, he's like, no, he's not as big as Chong Lee. You're crazy. He's taller. He's not next, next person in the movie, please. Okay. Dick Miller. Yeah. I hardly knew him. Good old Richard. (laughs) So he is hilarious. In Gremlins, that's yeah, like, like that's the role that I immediately jump to as the pawn shop clerk. Here, he's great. Um, it's a classic. I, he's scene. in a ton of different stuff, though. What else is he in? He's the garbage of? man in the Burbs. Yep, he is. He's Joe in Small Soldiers. Yep, he's the cab driver in Inner Space. Mm-hmm. He's a waiter in After Hours. Mm-hmm. He's Charlie Drake in Explorers. Yes, he is. And he's a teacher in All the Right Moves. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. All right. And finally, Brian Thompson is just one of the thugs who ends up being the night slasher, right? In Cobra. He looks like a future night slasher in this movie. He looks kind of small compared to Arnold. Yeah, I mean, that'll do, right? Bill, yeah. And we mentioned Bill Paxton as well. It's kind of wild that the first scene of this movie has got Bill Paxton and Brian Thompson, and they're in it for like 30 seconds, and then they're murdered. It makes the movie so much better when you have two people who are that guys, yeah. like instantly, and you're oh, like, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. You look at them, and like, yeah. I, I don't know that the average person would know who Brian Thompson is, but you and I aren't the average person. Yeah, you're probably right. Pig! Yeah. He's got that crater face, though. He does. It's, it's like if Brian Cranston did steroids. Easy now, Tiger. Easy. Uh, I didn't do any other characters. You covered all the ones. Oh, that's not true. I did Silberman, uh, Earl Bowen. Who the hell is that? The doctor. The psychologist. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's not He's he's not in anything. He's he does, in stuff. He does the voice of, like, Rex for Toy Story no, video games. No, you're wrong. Hold on. Hold on. He's in, like, 200 things that are not, like, important things. He's in something. Give me one thing. I'm going to give you one thing. Just yeah. give me a minute, for yeah. goodness sake. So be good, for goodness sake. Oh, Santa Claus is coming. He's coming. By the way, do you see the preview for Silent Night? No. It's the new John Woo movie. It's Joel Zinnerman. It's, like... His daughter gets murdered and his voice boss gets crushed and he ends up just going on a killing spree. It's supposed to be like incredible. I feel like isn't that a isn't that a remake of the original Silent Night from like the 70s or 80s? I don't know. Go ahead and IMDb that for me, Max, because I think you just talked about a remake of a movie and not a new one. Silent Night. There's a 2021 one, but. No. Yeah. There's. I guess I'm wrong. Oh, wait, there's a Linda Hamilton one. Maybe I'm wrong, Max. Yeah, he did Maybe nothing. I told I'm you. I'm wrong. Rex. No, no, not about that. I meant about Silent Night. Did oh. you look up Silent Night yet? Yeah, there's nothing. Are you sure? There's a Linda Hamilton movie. Well, just so we're clear. About like Christmas. This guy was in G.I. Joe the movie, 1987. That's a pretty big deal. That wasn't a good movie. No he was cares. also in Gung Ho. No, he wasn't. He was in the, the TV, TV show. Yeah. yeah. I looked this up. He's I told a, you. <laughs> like, Who's I, the boss? Yeah. 
This name me one like oh, prolific give movie. Second. Give me a second. I'm looking. He's really good in this movie. That's the thing. You think yeah. he'd be in something else? The Man with Two Brains, Doctor Felix Conrad. Yeah, that's legit. That's really good. Airplane Two, The Doctor. That's like one of the worst movies <laughs> ever. What's your favorite quote from this movie? Oh wow. Come with me if you want to live. That's a good one. I mean, the, the two of the most prolific quotes in film history. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live, and I'll be back. I love when he says, it can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse she gives, or fear. You know, she gives that same speech in Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. absolutely not stop until you're dead. I don't like the way your dead. eyes look. You're making me super uncomfortable. I like the yelling when he's like, you still don't get it, do you? Yeah. He'll find her. That's what he does. That's all he does. You can't stop him. He'll wade through you. Reach down her throat and pull her freaking heart out. Max. Not to go back to this, but... Uh, the machines rose from the ashes of the nuclear fire. Earl Bone was also in Naked Gun 33 and a third. I think it's just important to remember that. That's a was he movie. Rico Palazzo? And he was, also, no, he was also in The Nutty <laughs> Professor too. The Clumps. The Clumpening. Yeah. The cl- <laughs> I've been clumped. Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> that movie is... That movie's so stupid. I love that movie so much, Max. <laughs> Does I, it hold up? I, I, there's no rational like reason why. I no. love that movie. The part where Eddie Murphy is going after Dave Chappelle, Chappelle yeah, is really absolute yeah. gold. It's gold. I love it. Uh, Max, any other f- facts, information, things about this movie that you want to discuss? Uh, never seemed like Kyle Reese showered. So when let, me, she- let me rephrase that. Anything that would be of interest or like not one of your weird things? No. Okay, good. <laughs> then we're done. And on that note, let's head on over to our Buzz in the Tire. Fa- Buzz in the Tire? <laughs> Buzz in the Tire. And on that note, let's head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our friend Brian Typher from the Rotten Reviews podcast. So we actually have quite a bit of stuff that you can check out on Brian, and he is just crushing it. So his handle on Instagram is Typhenstein, which is T-Y-P-H-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. It's like a typhoon and a Jewenstein. Yeah, great work, Max. Thanks. And uh, his (laughs) podcast is the Rotten Reviews podcast. Artist, podcaster, dad, and Buzz in the Tower aficionado. Yeah, he knows his stuff. And Inside he's got a great out. voice. Inside out. His his art is so cool. It's like the clumps and like the Simpsons and the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik. Don't forget the Iron yeah. Sheik. Uh, so never forget the Iron please, Sheik. Please, fans of our show, check out at a minimum, check out his artwork. Go find him on Instagram. You'll love what he's got. And then his podcast as well. Let's see what Brian had to say about Determinator. Hello, it's Brian from the Rotten Views Podcast, also known as Typhonstein Online. Your neighbors from the Great White North. Hey, good old Canada. Uh, thank you for letting me come on to talk about Terminators, and I appreciate it a lot. Uh, let's just talk about the one scene where Arnold goes into the police station to talk to Sarah because she knows they're being held in that police station. And he just goes up to the front desk. The guy's like, ah, sorry, man. He's She's being questioned right now. You got to you know, take a seat, come back later, whatever you want to do. Imagine if Arnold did take a seat right there and wait it, how different this movie would be. But no, he says his iconic line. I'll be back. Which, he's a stand-up guy because, yeah, he sure does. He looks around the police station, does his little observation, leaves. He does come back. He might come back and slam a car through the front door and then go on a killing spree. But that's besides the point, right? Because he's a stand-up guy because he actually holds his word and does what he says he's going to do. But let's also mention the supporting cast. Uh, They're not like the main supporting cast, but they're characters that are iconic to me or actors that are iconic to me. Let's talk about Brian Thompson. If you see this guy in any 80s and 90s movie, you know he's up to no good because he's always playing a bad guy, especially in Cobra. Then we can jump to Dick Miller, 
Hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying his first name. It's his first name. Please don't hate me for it. Uh, he's best known for playing the neighbor in Gremlins, and he's also the garbage man in The Burbs. Then we can jump to Bill Paxton, the late great Bill Paxton, who's in the Alien franchise, who's in Twister, who also is uh, a vampire and a movie that I enjoy a lot. I believe from 1987, so you guys can do it on the podcast if you want to. Uh, Near Dark, where he also plays alongside another character in this movie, Lance Hendrickson. How can we not talk about Lance Hendrickson? He's amazing. He's in the Alien franchise as well. We can't talk about Lance and not mention Pumpkinhead, though, or House 3, or a movie that I've only seen a couple times, but I enjoy, Survival Quest from 1988. So there's another movie you guys can watch as well. This movie... I think Terminator is like the base for Arnold's career. Sure, he had Conan before this, but like without Terminator, it might have meant he wasn't other movies like uh, Commando or True Lies or Raw Deal or Predator or The Running Man or Red Heat, whatever it might be. I feel like this movie has one of his most iconic lines, you know, I'll be back next to, you know, get to the chopper. Um, Without those iconic lines, I don't think he would be the actor that he is today. They helped, you know, this movie helped rocket him through the skies and just he kept going and didn't stop, essentially. So I think without this movie, Arnold's career wouldn't be the same. Also, just before I go, I want to say thank you again for letting me come on. And I believe I might be the first one on since you guys started in the new studio. So congratulations on the new studio. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do with the rest of this year and the new year and everything else now put that cookie down and subscribe to buzz in the tower smart man yeah brian thompson when you mentioned that i'm like good man pig <laughs> i love it was like anybody who knows 80s and 90s movies like no sir not anybody who knows <laughs> 80s and 90s movies only you me and max know that immediately that's the night slasher i'm gonna put a picture night slasher! <laughs> i'm gonna put a picture of brian thompson on instagram and see what people say yeah. who is this put it up there and be like a picture of my dad from college <laughs> yeah we should start just doing that for fun and yeah. see if people are hip to it Hip to be a square. square. Yeah, there you go. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Brian, thank you again for joining us on the show and uh, keep crushing it as you do. Max, as always, we wrap with me saying subscribe, leave a review at Buzz in the Tower for more content. Buzzinthetower.com for swag purchases. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower if you want to join our Patreon. And uh, how do you want to end this episode on The Terminator as we kick off our October Fear Fest, Spook Fest? What do we got? Something like that. Poop your pants fest. Poop your pants fest. <laughs> how do you want? How do you want to roll into this? I wanted to get a little emotional night. with you, actually. Oh, dear God, I wanted to thank you, Mo, for your courage through the dark years. I can't help you with what you must soon face, except to say that the future is not set. You must be stronger than you imagine you can be. You must survive, or I will never exist. We're ending on that. I got nothing. <laughs> See you next week. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.